Bakanamusho, you know. Oh, no, I understand, brother. This is a looking Bakanamusho. A hit. A hit, damn it. It's a hit in Japan and in every Spanish-speaking nation. That's all it takes. You just gotta speak Spanish like once, and then every Spanish person <laughs> loves you. If Despacito taught us anything, it's that I don't know what it takes to go viral. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've learned. Oh, there's hot girls in the video. You mean like every other music video? Yeah. <laughs> Explain why 17 billion people watch this one. <laughs> I don't know. The song is the song isn't even that catchy. God. Damn, like, there's no... It's, like, moderately catchy, me. but it's not, like, all-time catchy. You know what? I think it's just people love mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, but... I, how did it... I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And I don't people believe anybody love, who pretends to know how. People, they're all liars. People just love sh down, shit that's down to plate. Uh, doesn't take a lot of effort. Yeah, it's like a horny fucking Spanish song, but, like, there's, like, a million of those. It's like, yeah. there's so many. <laughs> well, here's the thing about, like, Americans need American to do a horny Spanish song so they can be like, okay. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, mean I, I enjoy it for what it is, but it's not like, I, I don't know how it's the most viral music video of all time. Not music video, like viral video ever. Like, it's crazy. I don't understand. Wait, that's why these was like not created about. No, it was created by a Hispanic guy. What dude? Uh, no, they're 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 Hispaniolas. They're Hispaniolas. Oh, it's okay. That's why it's Justin Bieber did a remix. That's why. Yeah, but it, it was huge before that happened. Though I'm pretty sure. I have no fucking clue. Like, the Justin Bieber remix is not as watched as the original. <laughs> I have no idea. Then I have no fucking clue. It's like more popular how, than anything Justin Bieber's ever done by like tenfold. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how white people find like get spick music. Like they decide they like spick music now. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing. It can't just be white people. Bro, if you look at the numbers, it's like everyone on Earth watch this. <laughs> God damn. Like Chinese people are fucking despacitoing or whatever. Like it has it has to be based on the numbers. Like. First of all, yeah, I think Chinese. If if Chinese people got if it got over in, in China, then yeah, it's <laughs> Death, probably that. Probably, I mean, probably super over. Yeah, because it's easy to say. It's like it's 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 Spanish, but it feels it's easy enough to say. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's how we he, do it. In he's Port talking about Rico. rocking her body and shit. We're just like it's it's like every song. Well. But I guess people who've yeah, watched this don't know that, maybe? Yeah, maybe. maybe I'm trying to think like, of maybe, someone who's not like a... like. A <laughs> well, maybe this is like a lot of people's first introduction to like, you know... Anything relatively of, Spanish? Yeah, anything Spanish. <laughs> I guess it's possible. It's definitely That's, possible. Like the right age group found this. Did, did like... Yeah, is that what happened? Maybe. Yeah. Young people like latched onto it. Yeah, and then they were like, this is how they do it in Puerto Rico. That's <laughs> how we do in the PR, baby. Um, this is how the Boricuas do it. As far, as far as I can tell, that's how, I mean, as a, as the only, as a, as a representative of China Rican, is it like, you just not, like, 
you should be proud that it reaches both the Chinese and the Ricans. I don't know if it reaches the Chinese. I just assume. I, I probably does. With that, with that view count. Yeah. Let me actually look. Hold on. I, let me actually bring it up. Hold on. Let me see how many views it actually has. Right now. The original Despacito. 8.3 billion in six years. 8.3 billion? That's everyone on the planet. More. <laughs> we're, we're up to 7 billion people, right? That yeah, means it averages more than one view per person on the Earth. Someone has to be watching. Someone will have to be watching it for on my behalf because I've never fucking seen the goddamn video. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And there's like people who don't have fucking internet and computers and shit. So it's like and someone just like someone just thrown in on a on like in in like the mountains of Mongolia. It's like there's a Sherpa out there. It's like large groups of people watch this shit a lot. <laughs> like so much. Yeah, the Justin Bieber like remix is like three hundred million, which would be impressive, except the original has eight point three billion. <laughs> um, it has Daddy Yankee, but like that doesn't mean sh- like eight point three billion. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Daddy Yankee's over. <laughs> that over? He's <laughs> that. He's that over. It's crazy. It's honestly nuts. It's like it's like it's normal catchy, but it's not like catchy catchy. It's not like all yeah. time catchy. I mean, I guess it is. What, what the fuck am I saying? I guess it is. <laughs> the numbers don't lie. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> and and uh, you know the numbers don't lie. That spells uh, disaster for you at tackle. <laughs> it really does. As a moral technique would say, the numbers don't lie unless we do Bush and Gore over. Yeah. Anyway, um, I say that I want to say that's what that's where like you know Bush and Gore like that's when we re- I think that's when our country failed. Is that when like uh, the illusion of America started to crumble? Or yeah, that, that's when I think that's when that that or is that just that's just true for our generation? You think? I think that uh, well, nine eleven definitely was, mm. that, that is like that is where yeah. the truth set in. Pierce the armor. Yeah. Yeah. That's on the true set in fraud generation. As a kid, I really thought like America was basically invincible, and not like in a I, not in any sort of moral way. I just was like, oh, I happen to live in America, who nobody fucks with. And then nine yeah, eleven happened I, when we were relatively young, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I what I thought is like I I used to believe that America had the moral right of way, like we were like the moral. We were told uh, we that. Were the, we were the only moral actors in the in the world, and yeah. it turns out that we are the opposite. <laughs> the the exact opposite. That is the history we're taught, the narrative we're taught about the world wars, especially. Yeah, no, um, America's like actually the least moral person, <laughs> like the least moral country around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the 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 versions of history that we're taught about, like World War One and Two, and the Cold War. Uh, basically every war, except like Vietnam's like the one where they were like, ah, we don't worry about that. <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we ah, we, whoops. <laughs> we weren't, we weren't in the right on that one. We were just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's like the way they taught us. <laughs> you know, the Vietnam War, we were just, we were just kidding. You know, 
<laughs> no, don't worry about that. But let's talk about how we saved the world in World War One and Two. How did we do it? We killed a bunch of innocent Japanese people. We like okay, well, but we had to. We... Though. we had to for sure. But, but we had to. We definitely had to but for sure. We had to. We had like, to. We, we had to. But go watch Oppenheimer if you don't believe me. I'm just we kidding. had no <laughs> choice. Well, like Japanese. Already what am I? F- yeah, it's 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 cra- if you when you look it up, it's crazy how close together Hiroshima and Nagasaki are. Yeah, <laughs> that's like what that's what blows me away is how soon after the first one they're like, oh, you didn't surrender yet. It was like a week, <laughs> a week after a literally uh, unprecedented amount of death. They were like, you stop. It's been a week. <laughs> you, didn't still, you didn't give up yet? <laughs> Here's number two. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, I'm not a historian. I don't know what would have happened if we didn't bomb the fuck out of Japan. Uh, but uh, I am a, an anime historian, Benny G. I mean, we wouldn't gotten some kick-ass anime. That's what we wouldn't have gotten. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it seems ironic with the Godzilla movies coming out now. Yeah. What I love is so Japan makes a really good Godzilla. Like, arguably, it's getting like best Godzilla movie of all time credit hype, right, Benel? Yeah. So what America yeah. does is they're like, "Hey, he's hanging out with King Kong. Want to see that instead? Want to come see?" <laughs> the day after Godzilla minus one hit theaters. They they dropped the trailer for Godzilla and Kong, bros, <laughs> kaiju bros. <laughs> they they uh yeah like tag team tag team bros tag team yeah I like, I uh, mean you gotta believe that it's like there's room for both of these movies and they're both sure. really, they're both awesome but one is sure. a deeply meditative movie about the effects of war on like how a country uses its underclass to uh like feel like who who repairs a broken country well it's not the motherfuckers in the offices it's like the human people yes like the and then uh kong versus godzilla is like wouldn't it be cool if these two monsters feels like fought a bigger monster it's so it's, it's so funny how like the and I, i'm not like i'm not even like being like uh I, I know we just did like a america is fucked up chunk but i'm not even saying that but I'm not even like I'm taking that angle on the Godzilla American style Godzilla movies. But you have to admit it is hilarious <laughs> for America to make movies that started as a metaphor for the atomic bombs, but be like, "Hey, aren't these atomic bombs cool? What if they teamed up? What if two atomic bombs were in a tag team? Wouldn't that be lit?" <laughs> what if the atomic bomb and slavery got together? Yeah. <laughs> Let's have oh, oh my god, yeah, that's exactly what it is. What if an atomic bomb and slavery tag team a third thing? I, I don't know. Like, Nazism? I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what this other monster is. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the monkey I don't know what the third what the, the third monkey is? What's the third monkey? Fucking What's the third monkey, like fucking uh, I don't TikTok, know. like what is it? Like the <laughs> internet? Like, he's TikTok. 
<laughs> what a, a truly <laughs> a born evil that needs to be crushed. Like, what are, it's just deregulation. Like, that's what it's... What bro, it's like, well, that's... That is... Bro, I can't believe you condensed it so perfectly. It is like the atomic bomb and slavery <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> I get. Let's let's. I, 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 what is the third monkey? That, that's what that's what the thesis means. What is the third monkey? Or the, I guess the second monkey. I don't know. Whatever he is. What's that other monkey? Who's the other monkey? So, so like, uh, fucking in the first movie, it was like, what if the slavery? What slavery fought the atomic bomb? Right. But they then had to unite against uh, unchecked capitalism. Yes. And like that. That was like. Yeah. And 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 uh. Was it was it unchecked capitalism? Uh, wait. I mean, the the first like, time they teamed up, what, right? Yeah. What like who, who, was Monarch the main bad guy or the main good guys, or was it like a section of Monarch? Um. Now I gotta rewind. I don't know. You know what? I'm looking up. <laughs> what was it? It's called Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's unchecked capitalism. Apex. Apex is the Apex name of the monster was... they fought. No, Apex was the uh, was the company that created Mechagodzilla. Ah, okay. Oh, wait, they fight Mechagodzilla at the end. Yeah, they fight Mechagodzilla at the end. Yeah, so Monarch. What's Monarch? The name of the company or Monarch is the name of the of the uh, global peacekeeping initiative that studies and contains kaiju. Got you. So they're like the the baby face humans. Yeah, the baby face So yeah, uh, who, so Mechagodzilla, right? Apex created Mechagodzilla. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's um, unchecked capitalism versus versus slavery and the atomic bomb. Who wins? Whoever wins, we lose. Or is Mechagodzilla like war? Just the concept it, of war, like, like war profiteering, maybe war profiteering. Is he like the H bomb? I'm being this is a little simplistic. If Godzilla is the atomic yeah, bomb, and he's to, the H bomb, yeah. but that's a little too simplistic. I think maybe he, yeah, uh, he might. You might be right. You might have gotten it the first time with unchecked capital. You might be right. Just unchecked capitalism. Now I gotta rewatch this movie with this. Because <laughs> the first time I was just like, oh shit, those kaiju's gonna fight. <laughs> Now, I have a whole different perspective. Um, man, uh, I'm hyped to see Godzilla minus one though. Uh, I'm pretty hyped for that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear, I keep hearing amazing things. Yeah, I, it might, you, you might get an Oscar nomination out of the, that bad boy. Yeah, it came getting over at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Um, one. Uh, I gotta, I still gotta catch up on Sheen, uh, Common Rider. Not watched it. Same. Just like my my, my viewing, but like all, I am catching up on Jujutsu Kaisen. That is the thing I'm viewing right now. Fuck, I gotta watch season two, don't I? Yeah, season two is really good. You should watch it. Uh, All right. You can tell. You can really tell that they just abuse the shit out of these uh, poor animators. They just abuse it. Yeah, yeah. Poor, poor guys, man. They yeah. They got they destroyed. Them. 
I, I really feel bad for him. It's like when like eleven year old Michael Jackson is like belting out like a fucking Yeah, no, like yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like wow, you they really got blood from a stone on that one. Yeah. You're like how mu- how yeah, many really times did MJ's dad fucking hit him to make him to, sing to that? To get gun? that, to get that note, get that note per- perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's some real fucking. Um, yeah, it's like that's that's some darkness at the edge of town shit. Yeah, it's like what's that other movie with J.K. Simmons, the drummer, the drumming movie? Uh, oh, fucking Whiplash. Whiplash, yeah. Uh, the movie I'm never gonna watch because it reminds me too much of my relationship with my father when I was a teenager. <laughs> Rough. Uh, First of all, what the fuck is a father? I don't understand. Well, the thing is, Benel, you had a father. Actually, you didn't really. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? You're kind of immune to Christian, and I think about it. Yeah, yeah, that, he can't, can't do anything can't if you never. Me. He can't do anything to people that never had a father. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of it that yeah, way. There you go. Yeah, uh, there you go. We need to. You need to. Oh my God, that's gotta. Be, whoever takes the title needs to not have a dad. <laughs> That'd be the promo thing. So it's gotta be. It's gonna be, be Powerhouse Hobbs again, ain't he? Oh shit! Because Powerhouse Hobbs doesn't have a dad. Hobbs, I heard you had a father. No, I don't. What do you mean? Oh, I never no. had a father. <laughs> he, he just stares at Christian, and Christian just stares back. <laughs> Christian's Christian like, goes, well, you know, Hobbs, everybody has a father. I didn't. No, Christian. <laughs> you know, no, Hobbs, I'm sure your father, I didn't have a father. And then Christian goes, oh, no. Oh. Starts, like, oh, rub, like, rubbing his head, looking down. Well... Oh, no. Wait, wait, Hobbs, we can talk about this. <laughs> Please, Hobbs. No. No no more talking, Christian. No more talking. No more fathers. No more fathers. No more talking. No more fathers. Lifts him up, rolls strongest slam. Poses yeah. with the title over his fucking Damn. turtleneck corpse. <laughs> Bro, that'd be Damn. amazing. That would actually be a fucking amazing if that's... <laughs> no more fathers. It's a shame Hobbs is a heel right now, because that would be amazing. Uh, yeah, they got him stuck in his, I mean, they just really got nothing. They got nothing for him. They've, like, done so many different things. with. I think Katie pointed out, he's had, like, 12 different gimmicks in, like, the last year. It's really... Yeah, it it, it sucks. It it sucks that, like... The crowd is behind him, is the thing. The crowd is behind him. They haven't given up. They just, like, need him to do big, meaty shit. Big, meaty men. I think his new thing. I'm big. I'm black, and I'm jacked. I think that will get over if we if we keeps the same. Big that. and black and jacked. But <laughs> the he's in this like uh, the fucking golden jets gimmick, which is like oh no, enjoying those. They're a bit of a vortex, yeah. Because like the thing is about the thing about Kenny is they do keep Kenny on retainer to put good matches together. <laughs> you have to. So like whatever promo, whatever like, that's kind of you know blessing curse. But like whatever program you're working with, Kenny, just know that Kenny's gonna take a Kenny's gonna do a side mission. Yeah, where he is, uh, fucking do he's gonna wrestle like Ethan Page in like a five star banger or whatever. Yeah, they they keep him. They need him to just if they ever just need a great match for a show. You yeah, know, they can literally like, put him against pretty much anybody. Yeah, pretty much. 
Um, and he'll he'll rock it out every time. Yeah. They have Kenny for that. They got Brian for that. Uh, Brian's in a tournament right now, though, so he's locked into a thing. But yeah, he's locked into a thing. He's so, giving out fines. Okay. Motherfucker's giving out <laughs> fines. I love this new meta story, based on a real thing that I'm sure is somewhat overblown. It's a couple of Because like, <laughs> I mean, you know, wrestling's hilarious. It's I I, at, I'm so like at that level, like. Journalism, like, when you're enough where people can comment on your shit, it's, like, hilarious to see how wrong people are. <laughs> like, it's insane just how just not correct people are about things. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's wrestling, brother. It's never We're never going to have real wrestling journalism. No. Because it's, no, uh, no. it's a business Everyone, based on, on falsehoods. It's a business based on lying. Yeah. So, kind of hard to get some <laughs> integri- integral truth out of it. Yeah, no way. Yeah. No, absolutely not. But it is funny, though. It's right. Um, should we do the dragon and the ball? Yeah, let's do some dragons and balls. Okay. <clears throat> Three, two, scoobly doobly one. Nani? What? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week and another episode of Ballin' Out Super. Okay. I'm Lawson, uh, <laughs> your host, along with the good brother, Benel Gerdemosen. That's me. Benny Gear Mosan. Taking it to second gear Mosan. Gia Secondo. Uh we've been bantering and hollering and hooting and and, and, f- and following and, and looting. I've been uh, flipping flamming. <laughs> flipping flamming? I've been flim and flamming. Blamming and jamming. Usually I just flam. Usually I just flam, but nah, this time. Don't believe little, me, just flam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, flam. hey, hey, hey. Uh, but I've been uh, fortunate this week to watch two of the greatest comedic films of the decade at the behest of my good friend Josh. The John- Jonathan Cena vehicles, known as Vacation Friends 1 and 2. <laughs> Oh God! I I gotta say, those don't look good, but they look fun. They're they're a blast. They're a blast. Listen, yeah. comedies are look co- look comedies are like hard because like not everybody enjoys the same things in comedies, and I generally don't enjoy most comedy movies, but I I, I enjoy these. I enjoy these movies. <laughs> Mostly Cena and Lil Ren just have a weird chemistry that works. Yeah. yeah. Lil Ren playing the straight man? Lil Ren plays, like, is consistently booked as a straight man now, which is not what 
I was expe- I, I was not expecting that. Yeah, Lil Rel and his uh, wife are the, the you know the the straight couple basically, and then John Cena and his wife are like crazy white people, and right. it, yeah. it it just it's honestly it's a blast. It's a lot of fun to the point where I was like, I hope they keep making more of these. I hope this becomes like Fast and the Furious. And, and they, they do. Just, they, did, they, they made a second one. They did make a second one. But uh, yeah, I want them to just. I want this to become like a legit franchise just built around these four characters where they just get into more hyperbolic, insane hijinks <laughs> that don't make sense. <laughs> Much like Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Cena. Uh, John Cena is a good time at the movies. Uh, yeah. Insane. I'm impressed how. Well, no, I'm not impressed. I know how funny this dude is. He's just, just a weird dude, like he a is. And but he, I think, has a perfect. His senses is so tuned to comedy that, like, yeah, he's kind of like a he's kind of like a savant in that respect. He is surprised. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like legit funny uh, in in these movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> it's like I. Uh, it's funny because like I feel like you know. As comedians, I feel like it's not cool to admit any comedy is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sort I, of. I think it's, harder, it's harder to get a comedian to admit that a, a comedy is good than it is to get a wrestler to admit that a wrestling match is good. Yes. Yes. Every, yeah. To be, to be fair, you would have to get a wrestler to watch anything that is not pro wrestling, which is uh, incredibly difficult. <laughs> Word. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, wrestlers are very, like, you know, highly critical of stuff or whatever, but, like, comedians are, but also comedians, let's be honest, Benel, you know, we used to laugh and enjoy things before we started doing stand-up, and then we were killed yeah. inside. <laughs> and? I, I try to, I try to keep, I try to keep the thing of, like, I, I can enjoy this at, at a pure craft level, at a craftsmanship level, but it would mean that I can't laugh at it. Like I would right. not be able, I, it, but that's why I prize things that make me laugh is because if I can make if it can make me laugh, it's like it goes beyond my intellectual. That is a good joke re- radar and goes into holy shit that actually made me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> which in in that respect, I can enjoy comedy a lot more. But in other respects, I kind of do miss the that is funny. I will laugh at that now. Yes, simplicity of my youth. Yeah, it, true. Yeah, that's gone. Uh, even being out of the stand-up game as long as I have, it's, it's, it's never come back. <laughs> so that's just the world I, I think I have to I live in. But damn, that's tr- that, it, damn that stuff. I mean, but the thing I can watch something like Vacation Friends, which is fucking dumb, but it it, it genuinely made me laugh multiple times. Um, and I think part of what what I think part of what's enjoyable for me about it is it's not trying to be anything. Other than what it is, yeah. There's no um, there's no pretense. It's like it doesn't have a deeper, deeper meaning. No, what? No, it's just watching these characters uh, interact. That's really it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. They don't they don't do those anymore. They don't they don't make them. That's what I love about them. Do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like most comedies are like built around like some that. sort of. It feels like most comedy movies are built around some sort of like central comedic concept or whatever. 
And yeah. it's like I'm never impressed by it. Like it, it never it never moves me. Um, and here in Vacation Friends, there isn't really that. It's it's just like, oh, these are the friends you make on vacation, but you don't want your real life people to know about because they're fucking crazy. But yeah. it's not it's not like trying to impress you with that. It's just like that's what that's what's happening. This is the conceit of the movie. This is a yeah. This is this is the conceit of the movie as we have it. Yeah, so let's see these people interact with one another. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like because I guess a lot of comedies like you know there has to be like it's like that's how these get made, right? It's like the you you pitch this to someone, uh, no offense, who's boring, a suit, and they go, oh ha ha, I see why that would be a funny movie now because in one line you told me. What if this one guy was actually switched bodies with another guy? I, I'm, ma- I'm making for the switcheroo body movie trope, but <laughs> dude, they're, they're, they're doing one with an entire, with like an entire family, and I'm like, just you know, th- here's the thing about the switcheroo body trope: it can, it works because if you apply it to other things, then it's a horrifying concept. Yeah, do like I, my my pitch is it's a switcheroo body trope, but everyone on Earth does it, and then everyone on Earth has to figure out who they were or where they are. No, they got no, they got to figure out what they got to do to reverse the body. Like, yeah, figure out what life lessons it is. But it's like you know, the president of the United States switches body with like a, a methadone addict, and he's just yeah. like, or like you know, like a sociopath like changes places with a cat. See, like now the cat is, is a person. You know what? Like, like, they gotta figure, <laughs> figure out what the cat wants. Yeah, so I mean, you know what I like about that is, uh, and this goes to, the, you know, you understanding the craft of comedy is you take a premise that's been done too much, and what you do is you just take it to its deepest logical conclusion. And that's the yeah. only way it's fun anymore. <laughs> Is if you do it too much, just do the thing that's yeah. boring, but do too much of it, and now it's fun again. It's like, yeah, everyone yeah. on Earth, they all switch. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, everyone <laughs> on Earth switches, and you know, society collapses, and it becomes like a Walking Dead. Yeah, we're not doing, we're not doing this. Oh, what if I was a black woman for three days? No, everyone switches. Fuck it. Everyone switches. And you got to figure out how to unswitch yourself. Some people are German some now. People. Some people are Ethiopian. It's all, it's all fucked. Nobody, nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> The entire Earth, like, just fucking disintegrate. Like, the fucking human race disintegrates. <laughs> society falls apart. Yeah. Now, Age, yeah, culture, yeah. location. It's all... It all gets mismatched. Yeah. Yeah, you got... Yeah, now you fuck it up. And now you now you gotta figure out what you... First of all, you gotta find the person. You gotta find the person you switch with. Everybody's on that and journey, yeah. Figure, and then you gotta figure out why you switch and how to get your own body back. And some people do. And some people are just doomed. Some yeah. people are trapped. Yep, forever. Like, the person... They, they switched with dies before they can get to him, and then well, fuck you. Yep. Like now you're. Or they just have done. no means like, because like, they switched. Like now they're a poor person and they can't travel. Now, now they're they're now they're a yak. Now they're like a yak farmer in fucking you know Mongolia or something. Yep. Or like, and then there's just like a host of people that switched with animals, and so now you have like humans that are pu- like like animals with human like brains in their bodies and they're just like super smart animals but they can't talk no nope. they can't talk no nope. so they find ways to communicate but like the humans that are just animals are just feral monsters yep yeah it's insane yeah it's the same top scene yeah. turvy crazy world but yeah uh and that's a and and that's 
that is the thing is that is like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now it's a post-apocalyptic housescape that you live in. Good, 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 good fucking luck. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that would be uh, not exactly a bundle of laughs, but there would be some laughs, but it would be like a horror movie too. <laughs> oh, it's a mostly horror movie. Yeah, you could take like that's why I like the uh, guys to do freaky and like happy death happy day death day those guys. Yeah, because they just take comedy premises from the eighties and put them in horror movies, and it's fucking rules because it works so well. Yeah, the the OG Groundhog Day is uh, my favorite movie of all time. Uh, yeah. So I'm not surprised that people like, you know, redo the concept because it's cool. But then you see that with like Freaky, where like they do a Freaky Friday, but now it's a slasher, it's a slasher yeah. villain with uh, Final Girl. Yeah. That's fucking rule. Yes. And then you see, then they did it with Back to the Future, and the way they do time travel in um, Totally Killer is fucking amazing because you can change the past, but like all the major events that are supposed to happen happens. Like your parents right. are always gonna, you know, end up together. You are always gonna end up having, like, they're always gonna, you're always gonna exist. But the details change. So your parents get together, but they get together a little earlier than than uh, you were expecting, and now you have an older brother. That's super cool, like, right? So like, oh, that idea of t- like, yeah, they in one one person they have like. Uh, it's like a throwaway gag, but like one guy, like one jar. He he's destined to become like a world famous rock musician, right? Yes. And he, and so she goes back and and fucks with the timeline, and he does become a world famous rock musician, but in a different genre of music. Hmm. He becomes like an emo crooner instead of like a heavy metal guy. Huh. That's right? interesting. Yeah. Like that, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, that's that's a very interesting way of doing time travel yeah and uh yeah t- and totally killer is really good it's like hmm. solidly fun it shows it, it like gave you an unvarnished look at the 80s where like holy shit people are just full-on assholes in the 80s like, Wait, it what's, a, what's it called again totally killer gotcha and it's like it goes back in time and we look at it, it's like wow in the 80s people were just drugged up sociopaths on the regs. Just regularly, like, society, just a bunch of, like, insane, drugged-up sociopaths. And it's just, um, it was just, <laughs> it was yeah. just what was accepted? It was just accepted. It was just accepted. It was, like, part of the things, and, like, seeing it through a modern eye, it was like, whoa, none of that shit would have been cool today. And it's like, yeah, because the 80s were run by white men, and, you know, there's uh, and yeah. they decided they set the tone for our history, yeah. Uh, and and our society, and that was the society they created was a bunch of coked up assholes who were pieces of shit to everyone. Mm-hmm. You uh, know, yeah, it's funny, man. What I wouldn't give to be a white guy in 1985, dude. That was that had to be the best year. That's that a, had, it was the last. That's a Bill Burnham song. <laughs> That's a Bo Burnham song. It's a, an outtake from his special. But also, makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great to be a white guy whenever. See, That's true. The, the, the time travel movie I have, I have an idea for a time travel movie. Where it's black people discover time travel first. Oh. 
and instead of going back in time and like killing Hitler, they go back in time and kill that Dutch East, East India Company. <laughs> so a bunch of fucking, so a bunch of fucking just guys, <laughs> a bunch of fucking guys in the, like the Netherlands, just start getting mowed down by this fucking guy. <laughs> yep. And so the racists have to send back like their own cow, like. <laughs> They sound like a Kyle Rittenhouse type. To stop this angry <laughs> yep. black dude from mowing down these blue white people. Yep. <laughs> Fucking great. Wow. That's pretty lit. Yeah. That is like you would not would you not pay money to watch an angry black man completely decimate the Dutch Dutch East India Company? I can we get Tarantino to direct it? I'll fuck it. I I direct it. Give me fuck, I'm not letting <laughs> I'm not letting him do it. <laughs> Wait, it's your script. It's your script. My script. I'm directing it. I'm just directing this. The sequel would okay, be... Okay, how about Robert Rodriguez? Uh, <laughs> well, that, there you go. The sequel will be that the the uh, black guy goes back in time and gives Native Americans assault rifles and, tell them, and tells them, you know what to do. That's like that's the, that's the fucking uh, Avengers end credit. That's a stinger. Yeah. That's a stinger at the end. You know what to do. Someone hands he, Christopher Columbus is in the horizon, and it's like fucking the guy. He's like looking over the shore, and it's like a Taino there, and he's like, "All right, when his boat docks, let him have it." Like he's looking through a spyglass, and then he looks, and the he's handed a fucking he rifle a with pe- a sight. Santa Maria. <laughs> yeah, he's Santa Maria, and it's a fucking. Then he just like points to the Indian, to the Native American guy, and he's like. When that ship fucking reaches land, you know what no to survivors. do. You know what to do. <laughs> and he just looks through the sight of the fucking yeah with the zoom, and it zooms in He's on like, Columbus's head that fades to black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't change the past, and a black and every black person in in the room is like, "What? Huh? Huh?" <laughs> huh? Um, I had an idea what? for a movie. Where it's uh, five women uh, are locked in like a cell or whatever, and they all have come from like different like backgrounds or whatever, let's say, and then uh, and all of them are like arguing about why they should be the final girl. Ooh, and uh, eventually, I don't know how it ends. It, like I had two ideas, either like. The whole point was they were supposed to work together and there's no final girl or whatever and they all get killed. Or um uh or the Chinese girl wins. <laughs> yeah, Chinese girl wins. <laughs> has there ever been a Chinese final girl? Outside of a movie made like in China or something. <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of Chinese slasher films either. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I gotta come. I gotta come clean. Uh, it wasn't an idea for a movie I had. That was a dream that I had. Uh, but I didn't want to say that because nobody wants to hear about people's dreams. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds, that sounds like a pretty good idea. But I will say, now that I've admitted that it was a dream that I had, I had a cast of people. So I, yeah, now that I've admitted that it was actually a dream, I actually had a cast in my brain because it's a dream. You know how that goes. So yeah, no, the five women, literally, these were the five women. It was Allison Brie, Bianca Belair. Hikaru Shida, um, what's her name from fucking everything everywhere? Stephanie, um, the daughter. 
um, Stephanie Chu. Stephanie Chu, yeah. And the Hispanic chick from uh, Scream. I, f- I forget her name also. In the Heights? She was in the Heights also. Anyway, those are the five ladies. <laughs> and my dream trapped in this horror movie scenario where they argued about which one of them should be the final girl. And that was a weird dream that I had. <laughs> That's a good idea for a movie, though. I know. I thought when I woke up, I was like, that'd be an interesting movie. Uh, it needs some more to it, but <laughs> I guess we should do Dragon Ball. We should. We should probably do Dragon Ball. Well, in that case, let's get into this week's episode of Dragon Ball. We got some episodes. We got uh, episode 31, picking up from last episode with Goku has given chase to Emperor Pilaf. I know where the real Dragon Ball is in flight in the opposite direction. Fly uh, over start, the sky. We start with Claw from Inspector Gadget tracking the Dragon Ball on his Dragon Ball detector. <laughs> well, yeah, basically. I think I think there was an episode of Inspector Gadget where they tracked down Claw, but it's just like a hand, and ah. he's like, "Oh, Claw has escaped in a Claw copter," but Claw still has the same Claw. The but you can only you only see Claw's hands, right? Yeah. I never watched the uh, the series. I've only seen the movie when I was a kid. I mean, it's a it's a it's not a good show. Uh, sorry, sorry, Inspector Gadget fans. It's not a good show. Was it not? It wasn't a classic. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. Ah, uh, okay. Bad. It does not hold up. You can not watch it. No, 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 Inspector Gadget. I know the song. Yeah. The leader of the Red Ribbon Army dispatches his men to continue the search for the Dragon Ball, radioing Cap Colonel Silver, uh, to go after that ball. Goku consults his radar, but uh, he doesn't trust that the ball is actually going away from him and continues to chase down uh, Pilaf and his flying fortress. Pilaf spies Goku at the window and opens the window, sending himself flying out into the ether yet again. Now, I want to point out here um, that... So this little arc that we're on, these are filler quote-unquote episodes. They are are not not manga episodes. They are not... Common manga episodes, which makes some uh, makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. Yeah, this, yeah. I mean, but I'm sure it's closer to like you know the, the manga in terms of tone and style than uh, yeah other things. Yeah, than other things. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's probably true. Yeah, the, the, this episode, like this arc, this little mini arc, it's weird because it does introduce the Red Ribbon Army, which is canon. Yeah. Uh, and even introduces the main leader, although we haven't seen his full face yet. We see him stroking his cat or whatever. Um, and I don't remember if Colonel Silver is canon or not. I gotta be completely honest, I have no idea, actually. So, uh, he's not I mean, one I of... Never, I never... I don't recall him. He's not one of the... Yeah, he's not one of the R guys that I remember, so... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he did kill a man, though. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um... So give, Goku giveth the chase. Yeah, Goku, uh, as Pilaf is falling, Goku tells Pilaf that he's willing to save him if he hands back his Dragon Ball. 
Pilaf agrees, not telling Goku that uh, the Dragon Ball he has is fake and has also shattered into a thousand pieces. Goku saves Pilaf and returns him back to the fortress, uh, allowing Sh- Pilaf to distract him while Shun and Mai put together the shattered Dragon Ball to present to Goku as a genuine article. It's funny, because they let it slip a couple times, or they're like, uh, hey, did you put it back together? I mean, oh, you found it. Or, yeah. 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 Uh, yep. They're they're bad at their jobs. As the, fortress, as the flying fortress accelerates away from Goku, Goku loses control of the Dragon Ball and falls, but Goku manages to catch it, only to find out that it is a fake as it shatters in his hand. He takes this really well. When the ball shatters in his hands, like, way better than I expected. Do you remember what he says in the Japanese version? Uh, no, I don't. I think he just goes like, oh. He, like, smiles, oh, though. Yeah, it's... He, yeah, and so in the English version, he just goes, hey, how did that happen? But he's, like, smiling. Which is, like... I thought he'd be, like, devastated or, like, angry or, like, dismayed. But like, he, there's, like, no negative emotion on his face. And I don't know if that's... I think... I. <laughs> I think he, uh, oh, I think he realizes it's a fake. I think, I'm pretty sure in the Japanese version he realizes it's a fake. Yeah. Like, oh, wait. This isn't it. Because it's, Something because like it shatters, he knows it's not real. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if that was the case in the English version, but that makes sense. Alright, we, we cut to the Ox King's village, where Chi-Chi pines for her long-lost love, Goku. Uh, Ox King spies Chi-Chi in, uh, her gentle repose. Uh, and he advises her to go see the old witch woman uh, to find out where Goku is. The old witch tells the Oxing that Goku is on his way, uh, and Oxing learns of Chi-Chi's feelings with Goku and runs out to plan a wedding. Meanwhile, Colonel Silver, Silver has tracked down the Dragon Ball, which is in the claws of a bird. Uh, as he is getting close to the bird, the bird is eaten by a pterodactyl, which is then knocked unconscious by the ox chain when he throws a boulder at it. He then takes the pterodactyl home for dinner. He being the ox king. This all happened in like 12 seconds. Like. It's a. Yeah. <laughs> probably less. Like <laughs> really six moved seconds. A clip. Really moved yeah. a clip. Like a D&D round of combat. Like six seconds. Like it just. Pterodactyl eats the bird. Boulder to the head. Ox King drags the the pterodactyl out, and the Red Ribbon Army they know who the Ox King is. They're like, "Oh fuck, that's the Ox King. We can't fuck with him." So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we're not gonna fuck with the Ox King. Mm-hmm. Things just got complicated, says Colonel Silver. Yeah, for real. Uh, for real, they 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 head out to get some reinforcements. Uh, meanwhile, uh, with the Red Ribbon Army departing. Uh, Pilaf pursues the, the Ox King, uh, learning from Shun and Mai that the Ox King is the King of Demons, uh, which concerns him. How is he going to get that Dragon Ball from the Ox King if the Ox King can easily destroy him? Meanwhile, in the Ox King's village prepares for Goku's arrival, only to see Pilaf's fortress in the horizon. Ox King confuses Pilaf's fortress for Goku and holds up a banner when welcoming Goku. Pilaf, reading the banner, gets an idea and puts Shun in a Goku costume, telling him to snatch that Dragon Ball when they're not looking. Yes, it is because Shu is about Goku's size, and he has a tail. Yes, it is a... Okay, Shu is a dog ninja. Yeah. And he's got, like, a like, a, like one of those, like, uh, fluffy dog tails. 
It's not even a little bit like a monkey tail. Not at all. It's very obviously not that. <laughs> but he's hoping he's hoping people won't notice. I three printer also beat that. I don't know if you heard that. Oh no, I didn't. Okay, good. Did you print something? Yeah, man. Shit's shit's done printing. I pr- nice. I printed more bits. Nice. Uh, I'm printing more bits. Hell yeah. I I'm I'm like slowly but steadily creating a, my 500 point army, and then I'm gonna make uh you know 500 point army for Zach for Christmas. Oh, that's adorable. But I thought you were gonna say I'm slowly but steadily losing my mind. I am also slowly but steadily losing my mind. I'm just gluing. I've spent the day yesterday gluing little arms to little guys. Yep. Yep. That's what happened to me. That I I need a job, bro. I need I need actual work. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I need an actual job. Yeah, I can't. Like, I can't. people are getting worried. <laughs> people are getting worried. You're getting legitimately concerned. Not, uh, not my, uh, not my daughter's dad. He's like psyched because we're just like build, like we're just building our Warhammer armies. We're gonna eventually do Warhammer together. Nice. But like everyone else, everyone else, we're just kind of. Yeah, everyone else is like real concerned about me painting a building, dude. I built a fucking this mammoth motherfucker that I'm gonna assemble later today. I cannot fucking wait, but he's literally like, he's, he's like he comes in seven parts and he's huge. I mean, I I can't I'm like I can't tell you how excited I am. Dude. A shit brick house, yeah, you know. dude. It's a giant ghost chariot. It's a ghost. With like seventeen arms and a fucking, uh, and, and a fucking um, and a, a fucking spear and a sarcophagus on top. It's like fucking dope. I can't wait to fucking paint. That does sound pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm excited, guys. T- t- hit me up if you want to talk about miniatures. Follow Whoa. us on the Patreon. Hammer. I might get a ban- I might just start putting up like I'm just might start like like you know streaming myself painting shit so you can watch it yeah bro if anybody any if you guys are interested join the patreon let me know if that's what you want patreon.com slash bos pod baby right uh all right so where the fuck were we i forget oh the the real goku flies around uh striving to find emperor pilaf's flying fortress which he has lost but suddenly grows hungry and stops by an apple tree to to get something to eat Goku spies Chi-Chi pinging flowers by a lake and uh, reacquaints himself with Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi gives Goku his flowers tell him that she's excited to get married, which Goku doesn't know what that is. But he gives Chi-Chi an apple anyway. Okay. This scene is by far the best part of this episode. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's so adorable. It's adorable. Goku, little fucking kid Goku, walks up to Chi-Chi. He's like, hey. Chi-Chi's blushing and like hits him. Uh, like hard, like knocks him into the tree, and he's yeah. like, "Ah, what'd you do that for?" And she's like, "Oh, I gotta be more ladylike." And he's like, "Ah, whatever. Want an apple?" <laughs> she's like, "You're offering me an apple." He's like, "Yeah, I got tons." So he just starts taking them out of his shirt, <laughs> and she's just like, the, the the two of them just eat an apple by the lake. It's fucking adorable. You really have it's, to see it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's re- it's really cute. It almost, really it like almost makes the the whole filler part like kind of worth it. Just to, <laughs> just to have this one yeah. scene of Kid Goku and Little Chi Chi, 
eating an apple, eating apples by the lake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, and also, it's the kind of like the thing that we don't get to see in like later Dragon Ball. We don't get any of this in like Dragon Ball Z. The motherfuckers never Dragon around. <laughs> we really don't even get it in Dragon Ball. Uh, at the later end in Dragon Ball, when he actually does get married, we don't actually Basically, even get that. Yeah. Like, we don't actually ever see them together as a couple doing couple stuff. No, like, ever. And that's why, bro, that's why I say Kid Goku, the superior Goku. Because he gets to do, like, cute stuff with Chi-Chi or whatever. And then, like, later when he's older, he doesn't, he never does anything. Like, <laughs> he barely hangs out with his kids. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, I, yeah I don't know. It's hard to tell. What, what does the Goku even do? Like, he doesn't really do anything. He fights. Trains. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's what that. I guess that is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, uh, where, while that is happening, Goku, <laughs> Oxing has Goku for a reception. Has Shun Goku for reception. Uh, Shun is worried about marrying someone he hasn't met before, but Pilaf tells Shun that he's not here to get married. He's here to steal the fucking Dragon Ball. Eyes on the goddamn prize, Shun. Shun Goku as opposed to Sun Goku. Yeah. Shun Goku. <laughs> uh, Pilaf tells uh, Shun to play the part of Goku and ask for some food, which Shun does. A huge feat is brought in for Shun Goku, including the giant pterodactyl that was uh, killed and plucked, apparently. Yep. They kept the head on the pterodactyl just so you would know it's a pterodactyl, but like, you, you, is anyone going to eat the face of a pterodactyl? I, I hear a pterodactyl anyway. head is actually really nutritious. It's like, like you boil, you have to boil it uh, and you make it into soup, basically. Yeah, I, I hear I hear it like, you know, keeps your brain function, brain waves. That is, by the secure. way, if, if we do Jurassic Parks and Dinosaurs, the first thing I'm doing is eating a pterodactyl. It's like the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why? First thing. Because what? it's a fucking pterodactyl. Why not? It can't taste good. Assuredly, half of the things that we're supposed to be eating, we're not supposed to be eating half of the things we're eating. Okay. Like a pig is delicious. Right. Because pigs are delicious. Then Their function wasn't to be delicious. <sighs> they were cultivated to be delicious. Like, an, like a wild hog's like meat is gamey. We just made it delicious over, you know. Okay, so you want to do that to pterodactyls? You want to do that to pterodactyls, yeah. basically. Want to turn them into yeah, chickens? That's what I want to do pterodactyls. <laughs> yeah, I want a baby pterodactyl that I can keep in my house, and then if the winter gets too hard, I kill and eat that pterodactyl. All your children scream and uh, cry about how you have to murder. Terry. I know. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm also. I'm also crying. It's like a traumatic moment, but it's like shows how hard it is to survive in the wilderness. <laughs> we have to kill Terry. No, don't kill no. Terry. He's our friend. Yeah, and he's gonna feed no, us. Then I. Then I gonna. I, I had to hand a gun to my son and be like, "Do it, son. Turn the safety off." This is. This is what we have to do. And like, cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> a woman and a man and moan. Don't look away, son. If you look away, you might miss his vitals and he'll suffer. You have to look at him. That's it. Right for the head. 
We'll be together then. Right in the back of the head. One shot. Okay, just one shot. You don't want him we'll to suffer. We'll be together then. Gunshot. <laughs> I couldn't do it then. I couldn't be like you. It's okay, son. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm just spending our blood. I'm proud of you. Wait, wait shot you? What happened here? <laughs> Yeah, he, shot, he shoots me. He shoots me because he couldn't kill a guy. <laughs> what does that mean? What? <laughs> yeah, that's the dramatic. I couldn't be like your dad, so I just shoot your dad in the stomach. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he shoots his dad in the stomach. He's like, I couldn't. He's like, I'm proud of you. He's like, oh, I'm, an, I'm dying. Actually, I'm wrong. I'm not proud of you. I'm dying. We're all going to die now. You understand? Uh, <laughs> uh, Winter's coming. We're all going to starve to death. Terry's going to die too. My son picks up the uh, the <laughs> the butcher, <laughs> the, the oh, butcher, God. the fucking cleaver from the phone. Is like, no, we're not gonna starve. <laughs> we're not gonna starve at all. And that's the origin story for this horror film uh, about a it's family called, of it's cannibals. Called, that's my, it's called that's my dactyl. <laughs> they have a pet pterodactyl, but they're cannibals. And they. F- we gotta yeah. feed all tactiles. Uh, big brother, is this our? Is this Pa? Yeah, you could tell. I left the head on. <laughs> oh wait, what's that? He has a dragon ball inside of him. Cool. But <laughs> dun 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 dun. <laughs> That's a long, long way to go. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> dragon ball episode. Hey, do you guys remember that Dragon Ball episode that had almost nothing to do with Dragon Ball? <laughs> yeah, a kid just murdered his dad because he didn't want to kill the pet pterodactyl, and they, they were going to eat him, and then they, when they when they put his body up on the table with with an apple in his mouth, and they cut his insides open, there was a Dragon Ball. I do remember that episode. As a matter of fact... I wrote it. Takes off glasses dramatically. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, well, I thought that episode was weird. Oh, okay. Oh. Then he just awkwardly stared. I was going for like an Oedipus type of thing, you know? It was supposed yeah, no, to be just, like, psychologically like provoking. No, no, I, get, I get where you were going. I just, like, I, just, I just don't know why. Like, it seems like it was the wrong context, too. It's like the, not the right show for that. Well, it was supposed to be like one of those things like, where it's like, you know, uh, who deserves to be alive more, your your father or a pterodactyl, you know? These are like the heavy sort of philosophical questions I like to raise in episodes of Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> your father or a pterodactyl? Who deserves to live more, your father or a pterodactyl? <laughs> 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 What a question! What a question to ask! What a fucking absolute question to ask! Sometimes you gotta ask questions in this world, man. You can't just take things for granted. You can't just. You can't. You just. You you know who. Sometimes you gotta ask yourself: Do you deserve to live more than a pterodactyl? (laughs) You have to ask yourself that. I don't. You know what they. You know what they say about an unexamined life, bro. Like, come on. The unexamined life is not worth living. Okay, you might as well be a dead pterodactyl if you're gonna be like that. Ugh. God 
Yeah. And then it's also about how, like, you know, even in the greatest of losses, it's going come the greatest of hopes. You know, like, you may be about to eat your dad, but he's got a Dragon Ball in his belly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's a deep episode, okay? <laughs> it's incredible. It's incredible. Uh, fuck, that's incredible. I'm really happy. God damn. I'm just, like, really happy right now. Stupid. <laughs> I'm really happy right now. Uh, I'm literally writing that question down. Like, who should live? Who has more right to life? <laughs> your, your dad or a pterodactyl? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. That's okay. That's okay. I wasn't expecting to get really philosophical. In the That's what we're going to ask that. God when we pass on. Hey, <laughs> I would mean to ask you, Father. Um,. Who do you think has more right to live? <laughs> My father or pterodactyl? Fuck. <sighs> God's like, uh... Not, 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 another one of these questions, huh? <laughs> not okay. again. Well, like, let's... Pull, pull up a seat, okay? <laughs> Alright, let's, let's go through this, okay? <laughs> this is a pterodactyl. <laughs> this is a pterodactyl. This is your dad. Now. (laughs) This is your dad on a pterodactyl. Look how cool that is. (laughs) Well, yeah, but God, that doesn't really answer my... uh, Okay. There's more. No, there's more. There's more. Now. (laughs) PowerPoint presentation part two. Which one of these beat me? Now. (laughs) I know you're thinking... It's probably your dad. However, you'd be I, right. Yeah, you're right. In this case, you'd be right. Inside me, oh, a, there's my father and a pterodactyl. Which one know, do I feed? You know what? Uh, I stopped watching Dragon Ball when it got to that episode where someone went to God and asked him who deserves to live more, my father or pterodactyl. Yeah, I feel like they really started to jump the shark on that one. And Henry Rickler walks in. Did somebody say? <laughs> <laughs> and then he points to the camera. Dun, 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 dun. You know, I stopped watching Dragon Ball, that episode where they reference the episode. <laughs> where that fat kid dies and asks God who should live. And then Henry Winkler walks in. <laughs> yeah, I'm I feel like they were really starting to... And then looks around. <laughs> I feel like... That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting really paranoid. I feel I? like they were... Uh, you know, it wasn't as good anymore. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he then turns and he's all alone. <laughs> all around me are familiar all right. faces. Alright, this has gotten too meta, have we? <laughs> This has gone too far. What is this? A uh, fucking Dan Harmon sketch? What the fuck is yeah. this? <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Pilaf tries to get Shun to exchange his meal with the Ox King. Ox King agrees. Uh, but unfortunately, knocks Shun unconscious with a pat in the back, knocking his helmet off. Pilaf distracts the Ox King so he won't notice that uh, his son in law's head has fallen completely off. But before anyone notices, the red ribbon attacks. 
This uh, is like when the DM is just like, the, the players like have a plan that's not going well, but the DM feels bad for them, so he's like, he rolls some dice, uh, the Red Moon Army attacks. Fuck it. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, do a slide of hand check to put um, Goku's fake head back on? Oh, that's a nat one. Uh, Red Moon Army attacks. <laughs> so, fine. But, uh, but, but, but. Uh, fucking, uh, the Oxygen goes out to do battle against tanks, and it's, uh, not going well for the tanks. That's That's actually pretty great. This actually is the second best part of the episode. This shit ruled. Yeah. Um, until Colonel Silver blinds and captures the Ox King in the net. So, he can beat up tanks, but he's, like, useless against nets. I will not be stopped by a large net! (laughs) Also, the image of Ox King running out to meet the tanks in a 1v7. <laughs> There's like seven tanks out there. He's re- He's got an axe and a fucking Viking helmet. He's running out there. It was fucking lit. <laughs> then he beats the fuck yeah, out of the tanks. Yeah, he kicks, he kicks the shit out of those tanks. Those tanks are fucking... It's, a, it's done stuff for the tanks, bro. And then he gets blinded by fucking uh, like purple smoke or whatever. And then he gets netted. Yeah, yeah then he gets netted. Uh, with the Axe King subdued, the Red River Island continues to attack the uh, village as Pilaf grabs the Dragon Ball. The Red River Island gives chase, and Pilaf makes it to his flying fortress. Goku and Chi-Chi, still spending time together, notice, uh, notice the smoke in the distance. With Pilaf flying off, Goku gets on uh, the flying Nimbus with Chi-Chi and heads towards trouble. Yes. Will Goku arrive in time to save Ox King in the town? And is the wedding still on? The, the narrator actually says that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> Find out next time on Dragon Ball. I should say, I don't know if we said up top, episode 31 is called Wedding Plans. And when I saw that that was the title, I was like, oh, we're fucked. Because <laughs> I know they don't get married yet. I know it doesn't happen until yeah. like way later, so this is going to be some nonsense. But, um, yeah, I mean... um. I enjoyed them eating the apples at the lake, and I enjoyed the Ox King 1v70 in the tanks. Uh, the rest of the episode uh, can kick rocks, because yeah, I am kind of, I am done with the Peel-Off King, I gotta say. Like, I don't... Yeah, let's, uh, let's just get these guys out of here. Their gags have worn on me. I don't enjoy them anymore. Um, they're like they're becoming like Toriano to me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I've seen their acts, I get it, and I'm like... Yeah, we, we get it. We yeah. get it, guys. He's incompetent, but he doesn't think he's incompetent. But they listen to him anyway, even though they're more competent than him. But he's abusive, and I just I've I've, I've worn thin on them. So <laughs> apologies for people who disagree. But also fuck you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, so I'm gonna give this episode three out of seven. Um, what do you think, Benny G? Yeah, I'm going to give this, like, 3 out of 7 as well. Yeah, I mean... This I, I, this was, like, one of the more, like, chore episodes to get through of Dragon Ball so far, yeah, no, for me. Yeah, yeah it, I had, like, a, I had a time getting through it. It's like nothing really happens, and uh, the gags aren't funny. They're yeah, kinda like, they're not. Know, we're, just, we're marking time, and you can tell we're marking time. Yeah, I mean, this is episode 31. I would say probably 28 of the Dragon Ball episodes to this point have, like, flown by. Like been a breeze, yeah. and this was not one of those. This is one of the bottom ten percenters. Um, so yeah, hopefully once Goku shows up, he'll do some fun stuff, and then we can 
get out of this little mini filler part and back into the uh, canon. Um, and with that, Benny G, it's time for everybody's favorite segments of every episode. Time for plugs. Plug, plug, plug. Oh, I hear that train to come in. Please hit the people at home with uh, your plugs and your wares. Yeah, flyingluchapig.com. I no longer have a store for the time being. So if you want to buy anything from me, uh, hit me up in the DMs, and I will set you up with some uh, exclusive merch. He's a flying pig. Lucha, lucha pig. Uh, yeah, and um, obviously our sister show, the Talking Naruto podcast, uh, where we going through all of Naruto, we're in the war arc still, uh, Jubito's a thing, Obito, he done did the deal with the Ten Tails, it makes it sound like they fucked, which they sort of did, yeah. uh, so, he's wrecking havoc there, and, uh, that's fun, and the Professional Wrestling Podcast, with me and Katie Rose Leon, um, back in full effect, well, soon we'll be doing the end of the year-end awards, um, hopefully with present company. Uh, yeah. and maybe even more guests. So look out for that. And, uh, yeah, obviously you want to support the show, as I said earlier, uh, patreon.com slash BOSpod. $5 a month gets you all the good stuff back there, all the goodies. Yu-Gi-Oh! with me and Hannah Harkness. Uh, Uma makes me a pretty derby with the former hosts. Um, all the stuff that they did in the years back, along with Jeremy Thunder... Uh, including uh, Dragon Ball GT, even. And uh, I think there's a Gundam and uh, some other shit. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, check all that out. And um, until next time, uh, am I forgetting anything, Manny? That's it, right? No, you're not forgetting anything. Okay, no. so yeah, uh, yeah, we'll see you here next week for another episode of Ballin' Out Super me huh? It all started back when I was 7, 9 11. Whole world's a stage and it's hanging by a thread. I was swept by the wind in an unseen direction. For some, it's dumb luck. To some, it seems destined. Yeah, captivated. Frankly, it's understandable. Brain dead zombies long before we were cannibals. Tough loss, off season makes the man in you. Gotta get over the hump like a camel do. Easy. I stay focused like the camera crew. Right brother for the job, watch me fly the coop. I flow hot like a side of soup I know what not to stock Got the inside of scoop Flood the market If I had all of you for targets I would wipe the earth clean Turn the stage to a tar pit Expert, marksman, Aries the Martian I let slip the dogs of war There's no bargains No, I will not let this slide And watch all this precious time Slip past my eyes Well, they told me I was dreaming Life becomes a dream when All you end up seeing are lies Well, that depends now What do you believe in? The rhyme or the reason I hate the model that you only live once Cause I wake up every morning and I live that day up Another opportunity, another pay stub Another small step to making them big bucks See, a lot of y'all don't understand like parents 
Son and rappers, but no air apparent. I'm so damn embarrassed. Yeah. Call in Karen. Yeah. Broadcast live, tune in when it's airing. Yeah, surf the radio, surge in a brainstorm. I bridge the gap and break them down with the waveform. Yeah. Heard a rap, twist your cap to your face, Ford. Uh-huh. Why you wanna leave all of these people at your wakeboard? Like the yeah. fire burning inside me. Yeah, yeah. A lit pyre, a funeral for a Viking. From the ashes, the phoenix is rising. I ain't the devil, but resemblance is striking. <laughs> Let the mic magnetize me no more So for better or for worse Each verse like an opus I'm hoping all my opponents Give notice to those who closest Tell them the sand roses Chosen in zen moments Focus upon the poet Potent pen is explosive I'm running red with emotion Open to unload it Lo and behold The totem pole has eroded I'm over the dose Some say past the limit Don't tempt me to tip my temper Still itching to punch your ticket Sickened by all the gimmicks Vision uncompromising Flying into the Storm, I'm out riding the lightning. I'm fighting, every single breath is igniting. A mind in the dark yeah. that's looking for enlightening. It might be the only way out, there's no telling. No telling. But till then, take the streets and keep yelling, oh hell.